Hey, this is Jordan Belfort, the real Wolf of Wall Street, and you're listening to The Anthony Rogers Show. Welcome back to the greatest show in the universe. Uh, today's guest, Lisa Sunstead, uh, the Madam of Comedy. How are you doing? I'm great. I'm great. <laughs> How are you doing today? Pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, how'd you get the nickname, uh, the Madam of Comedy? You know what? Uh, I, I work with so many women, and I have a bevy of babes in my unstable, I like <laughs> to call it, the unstable instead of the stable of women. And uh, I just started calling myself a madam, or I used to call myself the Heidi Fleiss of comedy, because I literally pimp out these women for gigs. And so I started becoming their pimp, and that was before COVID. I would take them on the road and teach and, and produce shows and get them gigs and get them managers and agents. So I just became the madam, and now everybody calls me that. That's awesome. Yeah, it's super self-explanatory, I guess. I guess I, I could have put that together with logic and stuff if I had logic. <laughs> but because no, I knew you taught and stuff. I've seen your Instagram and stuff. Um, you, got, you got a lot of people on there following what you do and stuff, and they believe in what you do. It's pretty cool to see that. Like, uh, like somebody just, like, created a dream and get people to believe in it and stuff, and that's basically what success is, and I see it doing pretty well for you. Like, uh, how long have you been in this uh, comedy business, I guess you call it? I call started, it? started doing stand-up in 1995. Cool, cool. I'm pretty old. Okay, well, I look older than you, I feel like. I feel like I look like 75. To, you age better than I do, I guess. Like, <laughs> So uh, you, uh, you're in Los Angeles, I guess, then, typically? Like, uh, I am. I'm in, I'm in Sherman Oaks, California. Cool, cool. Are you born and raised there? Are you a uh, transplant? Or? I'm from Oceanside, California, so I'm a California girl. Okay, cool, cool. And what a what, uh, traditional kind of first interview, quite, like what, what, um, what got you into comedy originally? Like what, any people or any certain idea get you into it? You know what? I started doing stand-up because I was a singer-dancer, showgirl. I toured the world with the 50s band Sha Na Na for four years. I toured, I did cruise ships in Vegas and Morocco and Tokyo Disneyland. And then I was dating an agent at the time, and I really wanted to do a sitcom. And I said, how do I get on a sitcom? He goes, try stand-up comedy. Start doing stand-up comedy. And that's your fastest way to be seen by the industry. Just that's how you get in. So I put an act together and I was on stage the next week. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah, uh, yeah you look like somebody in a sitcom. I, that actually made a lot of sense when you said that. Like I almost like saw what I saw it in my head when you said that, that that would work probably for you. Really? Are you psychic? I don't know. I, I, I'd like to claim it for the clout, but I don't know if I actually am. <laughs> well, I never got on a sitcom, but I did lo- fall in love with stand up comedy. Well, I wouldn't rule out, I wouldn't rule out your goals. You have that sitcom vibe for sure. Like, uh, what kind of shit? <laughs> no problem. Like, were you trying to write and produce your own thing or just jump on or like, what, uh, or both? Or what was- I, well, I initially wanted to be cast in one, you know, as like the girlfriend. This was back in the 90s. Yeah. Or, or the mom, the young mom. But uh, nothing ever, ever came of that. That wasn't my path. Well, I can hook you up. I can introduce you to my guy, Harvey Weinstein. Uh, he, he'll help, be able to help you out, <laughs> get you in the industry. <laughs> please do i yeah, would love to meet him Sounds i've only great. yeah i've only heard good things about him so it's <laughs> <laughs> so uh, uh so you do comedy you produce comedy you uh you also promote and like kind of you basically kind of manage people too but i don't know if you'd call it that so is that what you do kind of like yeah, you just kind of work all around the industry of comedy really well i tried to manage a couple of girls for like an hour and i realized <laughs> this sucks i hated it yeah, I yeah. Do not want to be a babysitter and watch, and you have to babysit people's egos, you know. And uh, it was constantly like reassuring them, 
because they, they get rejected. And I, when they got rejected, I would get re- rejected and I would feel worse. I'd be like, can I cuss on this show? No, I'm just joking. <laughs> yeah, you can. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I just wanted to say to these casting people, fuck off. You know, I know my thing. I know talent when I see it. You don't believe in this girl? You're an asshole. <laughs> so I, I took everything personally. So I, I decided this is not for me. Plus I was still performing and I thought it was a conflict of interest to be managing people and performing, but I do teach and I try and help as many people as I can. Yeah. I feel like yeah, if, if I was doing if, like doing comedy and managing at the same time, like I got this sweet gig, you're opening up for the Madam of comedy. It's uh, <laughs> like, you just make them open for you. You just like, you get a bunch, you get all your clients to open for you and try and yeah. <laughs> <laughs> great gig. It's a huge show. Yeah. I got you. You know, <laughs> no, but no, you, you're a bit smarter than I am with that. I think that's my lazy attempt at business. But I think like you got a lot of things going. You got a good network of people. I think that uh, believe in what you're doing and a good network of talent. It seems I like you're on the fence thing on Instagram. I think that was a like it's it's kind of funny. I, it's a it's a, I don't know how to describe it. It's just funny to me. Like I don't know why you like have a subject that, and then you're literally on a fence and it just makes me laugh. I don't like the the basis of that. I don't know why. Oh, that's so sweet. Thank you so much. I just started doing those recently. That's They're awesome. brand new, yeah, and I'm going to do one next week on turkey bacon. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, I'm glad I didn't lie if you just started. Like, I've been watching this for 10 years. It's the best skit you had. Like, <laughs> I'm, you know what I mean? I'm glad I didn't lie about that then. It's good. I, just went straight, <laughs> I went straight to something I actually liked instead of just making up stuff. That would have been funny. That would have been funny. I'm like, I've been watching the On the Fence thing for 10 years at least. <laughs> and I'll be like, uh, <laughs> yeah, let's talk about this later. <laughs> That's funny. So uh, what are your goals from here? Like, what do you see yourself doing like, with this like, uh, momentum you have going? Kind of- well, right now I'm in the process of pitching an animated series that I created with my cousin. He's a Pulitzer Prize winning cartoonist. Wow. Political cartoonist. And we are pitching that. We're going out with that in two weeks. And we're trying to sell it. So I'll have a show on the air. What, uh, what, what are you pitching it to? Like what uh, streaming Everywhere. services? Okay, everywhere okay. that buys animation, we're going to go everywhere. That's cool. I like that. That's yeah. A cool, that's a good goal to have. And then I'm trying to also do, I'm, I'm trying to hook up with this documentary filmmaker that I, th- there's this film called Crazy Wise. Crazy Wise, W-I-S-E, not Crazy Wives. <laughs> and, uh, and I saw this film and it really blew me away because I have bipolar disorder and it's about people with mental illness in the United States and how they're slapped with a diagnosis, given medication and sent on their way. There's no programs for them. There's no treatment. And so I, uh, but in indigenous countries, they are not medicated and they're allowed to uh, express themselves freely and they become shamans and healers. And I like to consider myself a healer of sorts because I do help so many women and I help them change their point of view and discover who they are and empower them so I reached out to this filmmaker and we're gonna and he got back to me and we're going to meet and talk in October when he gets back from traveling and I hope to do a project with him that's good no I think you are I think it's important to touch on things like that because I think like somebody else like having bipolar or manic depression or something like that I think them hearing somebody else talk about it and kind of normalize it it takes away the taboo of it because like, I think like, a lot of people are just like kind of like, I mean, it's like ADD or something, like, but more severe than ADD, but like something like that to where like not a lot of people talk about it. You only hear doctors say it, like you're saying, and they just prescribe medication that kill your liver, liver and kidneys, basically, in my opinion. Like, I mean, it's like, 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 
like long term, that's basically what it does. Like, like they don't actually address the problems, in my opinion. Like most, they, like, they don't. They don't address the underlying causes and conditions that manifest itself as mental illness, which is generally child, early developmental childhood trauma. For sure, and not. Oh, good. Sorry. Oh, I'm saying it gets stored in the body, and the body has to do something with it. And if you don't process it in an appropriate manner at the right time, when you know that it will come out in some way right no it makes no it makes sense and i feel like they have i think feel like people that i know that are bipolar are just very uh just intense passionate people basically they just feel they feel a lot more typically depending on the mood like you mean like uh they just like feel a lot more and i think in a world of like uh psychopaths they don't feel they may seem abnormal <laughs> but, but i think like in reality they're just really just heartfelt people that really you know what i mean they're just there's real you know what i mean that's how i describe anybody i know with bipolar disorder i feel like oh thank you that, that really makes me feel good because I do feel like I want to help as many people as possible because I have been through it and I've been suicidal and I've been really manic and I've been unstable at times, but I do try to manage and control it as best I can. I almost wouldn't trust anybody that, that, that wouldn't say they were suicidal at one point. Someone's like, I've never been suicidal. I almost wouldn't trust them. But I, feel, I, I, but I like that you're just open about it. And like, these are hard things for people to talk about a lot of times. And I think that like, uh, when people see that like everybody deals with depression, everybody deals with like bad things, you know, I think, especially today, society is crazy. Like, you, I mean, you turn on the news, you're going to get bipolar disorder. <laughs> like, I mean, like, just listening to this shit. I mean, you're going to go manic, you're going to manic just from the fucking news, you know, it's like. <laughs> That's true. I don't watch the news because of that. I couldn't either. It's insane. I turned on, I turned on the debates and I immediately needed a Xanax. <laughs> I was like, I, I can't deal with this. So I, I turned it off. I, I couldn't, I couldn't handle it. Yeah, I figured the end of the world would be more entertaining. Like when I, when I thought about the end of the world, I'm like, it'd be more interesting, <laughs> but I'm, I'm, it's just like boring and terrifying in ways I never would have thought of. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, this is the worst end of the world I've ever experienced. You're very funny. No, you're funnier actually. Because uh, you're a comedian, I'm just a, I'm just a loser with a podcast. But my mom's watching this, so thank you for the compliment. <laughs> oh no! Don't call yourself a loser. You know our words are very powerful. Oh yeah, I just I know you can't. It's the opposite of having an ego. I can't just feel like you're right. <laughs> I can't even yes, you can. You can say thank you. Oh, well, thank you, ma'am. I appreciate. Let's go back in time. Thank you, ma'am. I appreciate your kind <laughs> you're, words. You're very welcome. <laughs> So um, what are some clubs you performed at and stuff as a, as a fan of comedy that always interests me for some reason? Uh, well, let's see. I used to produce Pretty Funny Women at the Laugh Factory for two years. That's what you did, Danny. Uh, the Los Angeles one? Yes. That's huge. It's huge. Yes. Produced it there. Produced it at the Comedy Store for several years. I produced it at the Hollywood Improv for many years. And I did La Jolla Comedy Store. We did Atlantic City. We've done Vegas. We did... I produced Pretty Funny Women in a show called Fantasy that was created by a woman named Anita Mann. <laughs> and she, Anita Mann. Anita. Not Anita. I'm like, and, same, same. I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> and it was a topless show. And we came out in the middle and did stand-up of this topless show. Like, boob, <laughs> boobs bouncing. And then they were like, okay, now some comedy. And half the audience didn't even speak English. <laughs> it was hard. Yeah, I imagine. <laughs> They're like, these are the worst strippers ever. It was hard, <laughs> and they were not hard when we got on stage. 
That's funny. And those are some legit, that's a legit, I mean, that's like the dream of any comedian. I think half the venues you name. I mean, if one person booked one of those venues, they would just think they made it. I feel, or at least accomplished something. I feel like that's really impressive that you were hard work, dedication, craft, and uh, creativity got you to that point. That's really interesting. Oh, thank you so much. The thing I'm most proud of is that I opened my own little comedy studio. Wow, in, really? In 2019, it's called the Pretty Funny Women's Studio. It's on Melrose and Vista in West Hollywood. Okay, that's cool. And, and it had 30, 35 seats, and we were killing it right before COVID hit. We were producing shows. I was teaching workshops, classes, uh, specialty workshops, uh, and then COVID hit, and I had to close it. And I still have it. I still pay for it, but I can't use it right now. That's weird. Yeah. That's a weird situation. Cause I, like, I feel like the person you're paying the bills to has to pay bills too. They need to almost like freeze it. If you're freezing the economy, you almost need to freeze the payments. I imagine but without harming. It's just a weird situation. I mean, that's just a weird, I, I get both sides. Like you shouldn't be paying that, but also they shouldn't have to pay their, it's just like a weird thing. You don't want to, I don't know how to describe it. Like, I, I, I don't know. know. I love it so much. I just wanted to reopen. What are we going to do about that, Anthony? I don't know. I, I wish I had the answer. I wish I had an exit strategy for this insane world, to be honest. That's, that's the golden question right now. It's like, uh, how are we going to get out of this terrible situation we put ourselves in? Well, if you think it's the end of the world, should I just close my studio? Uh, I don't want to answer that. Cause I, like, cause here's the thing. If I say yes, and then everything stops next month, you'll be like, that guy, Anthony, I did this podcast with him and he gave me the worst business advice ever. But then if I say, <laughs> but then if I'm like, yeah, keep it open. You're just paying leasing for like two years. I, I feel like both are bad decisions. So I don't have the answer. I don't know. I don't as your, <laughs> as your agent, as your agent, I don't know, you know? <laughs> okay. Well, thank you. Just being honest. Like, I feel like I can see both scenarios being smart, really. It just depends on what the future is and no one has that answer. Like, so it's just like, I don't know what's happening right now as far as the future of here. Like, I mean, are we ghosts? Did we die of COVID six months ago and we're just like communicating through technology as ghosts or is this going to be a situation that goes away soon? I don't know, you know? You know, what's funny is I think about that kind of stuff all the time. It's, it, I, I, I love UFOs and talking about the paranormal and uh, the spirit realm and other dimensions. And I'm very into that kind of stuff, spirituality. No, so. me too. I definitely like the dimension idea, like Einstein and Rosenberg Bridge and traveling through dimensions and infinite Earths. Earths. I said Earth. Earths. I can't say that word, but pretend I said it well. But like infinite Earth, I think would be cool. That's a cool idea. Yeah. Being like different versions of yourself. Yes. Like a narcissist's dream, you know? Infinite <laughs> Anthony's. <laughs> No, all that's interesting though for sure and like who knows i mean i just hope the rapture didn't happen and i'm stuck here for the rest of this <laughs> like okay, you know like, hopefully that wasn't the rapture and there's not seven more years of this <laughs> like, yeah that'd be that'd be terrible but um that'd be the worst prank of all time but you made it work for yourself look you started a pod you got a podcast going mm -hmm. my mom's a huge fan of this she's like my only viewer so it's pretty good <laughs> she's a big fan she loves this show. She's very glad you're going to be on here. She, she wanted to see the Madam of Comedy, so I'm glad, I'm glad you made it for my mom to see this later. What's your mom's name? Uh, Brenda. Hi, Brenda. <laughs> Thank you for watching. <laughs> you're a really She's, cool son. Oh, she, she won't believe you, but I'm just joking. But uh, I'm just joking. Where are you right now? I'm in uh, St. Louis, Missouri. Have you heard of it? Uh, no. <laughs> I didn't think so. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't think I didn't think it was very well well known of a town. It's like uh, it's in the middle of the United States. It's pretty cool. That's nice. Yeah. Where um, and what's what's it like there weather wise right now? Uh, it's it's very beautiful fall to be honest with you. It's like uh, if I was to be completely honest, like the weather is all I love fall, so it's awesome. 
Well, you should be completely honest when yeah, you're talking always. about weather. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> always, yeah. Keep the soul clean. But no, it's not bad. I like, I like stainless a lot, uh, to be honest. Like, it's a, it's a good town. It's got, it's got problems, but I mean, it's got, so, got a lot of good stuff, too, though. You're so lucky because it's 90 degrees here today. Oh, yeah. LA's for like serpents and like lizard people, right? That's yeah, all li- <laughs> it, it's, it's pretty bad. It's really hot. Yeah, it'll, it'll cool down soon there. Like, so you, you have the good weather. I feel like your, your fall is good, like that 70 degree fall or w- winter or whatever you guys call it. You have like one season. I don't know what to call it. I don't know what to, <laughs> yeah, I don't know what to call it. Yeah, it's like one season there. <laughs> Maybe yeah. two. That's nice. Though. No, I, I like LA. It's like, the, like not, not you per se, but you seem cool. But like most of the people ruin it for me. Not everybody, but like most of the people ruin it for me. It's like, it's like a bunch of people from like Alabama, like, look, the ocean, like over, you know what I mean? It's like, that's why I feel like everybody's like from other places. Like when I went to like LA or San Diego or anything like that, they're all from like other places, like myself included. But yeah, most people are. Yeah, yeah. Transplants, but uh, I don't know. I think it depends on your vibration and who you attract to you and in your circle, right? That's very real. I was kind of a shitty person, so it's maybe why I saw shitty people when I went there. But now I'm like, now I'd be better now probably though. Like I think I. Yeah. I that makes more that actually makes a lot more sense so it's like everything's a projection because like everyone sucked around me because i sucked that makes actual sense because i did probably yeah I, i've definitely <laughs> been in bad places in my life and been around people that were unsavory characters no that totally but, makes sense but, but now um i feel like i'm in a good place and i have so many great friends there's a lot of great people in my life and in my circle i feel very lucky that's nice it's like, we're, that's the goal, I think, really. I mean, if uh, everybody says like money, but I think what you just said is the actual goal. Money's nice, but I mean, I think like that's the real thing. It's just happiness and friendship and family. I think that's the real thing in life. I think that is the goal. Like my family and I are very, very close. You have a huge family I saw on your Instagram. You have like all those screaming kids everywhere. Yeah, that's my cousin's kids. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot seven, of kids. He's got seven kids. Those are all my second cousins. You're always traveling too. Like I see you do like an Instagram video. You're like, you're like, I'm in another house with a hot cup, hot tub and a jacuzzi. <laughs> every house you're in, every house you're in has a hot tub and a jacuzzi. Apparently, I'm, I'm like, how many? I'm like, she, I'm like, you have the best traveling sense I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> well, I love, I love pools and jacuzzis. Me too. I don't have one. I've never lived in a place that has one, and I just love it when people have them. And I. I want to use them. But, you know, when you go over to someone's house who has a jacuzzi, they don't give a shit about their jacuzzi. Yeah. So they will not go in it with you, so you don't end up using it. Yeah, it's like a treadmill. It just, like, sits somewhere in their house all the time or outside. Yeah, their house. Like, exactly. <laughs> it's like, they, but, no, I, I, a couple I, – I don't know. I haven't been in a hot tub in forever now I think about it. Like, so, it's, so that's probably why, I guess. Well, <laughs> it's, like, it's like my treadmill. It just sits in my living room. Like holds, no holds laundry. Yeah, exactly. Mail. <laughs> Yeah, like one of these days I'll walk in the same spot. <laughs> Maybe, I don't know. You had some joke about working out too. It was funny. I forgot what it was. It was on your Instagram. It was on your Instagram. It was pretty funny. And another one, when, you, when you're like, you interviewed like the owner of the Lakers and like was saying LeBron James' name wrong on purpose. That was killing me. Like that was oh, fucking. Yeah. No problem. That was crazy. That I, I mean, that was, just, uh, that was a good guest. And like, you, it was funny seeing your energy with like a good guest like that. That was interesting. Yeah, Jeannie Bus took my class. Oh, okay. That's how I met her. So you made the owner of the Lakers funny. You know what? She was really funny. <laughs> that's awesome. That's a, that's a, that's an accomplishment. You need that on your resume if it's not already. Oh, really? Why, why I, would I? I, put I, put it, I mean, how do I put it on there? Experience made the owner of the Lakers funny. <laughs> that's an accomplishment. Yeah, she's an 
amazing person. She's one of my favorite people in the world. That's crazy. I haven't, I haven't followed the Lakers since their, their last owner died of like old age or something. That guy was like, really, he was the owner forever. Like the guy, the, but I haven't followed them in a second. I didn't even know who the owner was until I saw that, uh, that on your Instagram actually. So like you, you gave me news also. Oh, great. Well, that's, that was her father. Oh, okay. That's crazy. Yeah. That was, that's crazy. Like, yeah, the Lakers seem like they're getting their shit, or getting their shit back together lately if you're a sports fan. Yeah, they are. They're doing well. It's nice. Yeah, it was just weird because they had such a good team forever. They held on to them. Like Shaq and Kobe were just getting old. And like, you know, I mean, they had the best team for like 10 years, but then they aged 10 years and they're just like, what do we do? You know, it's like, but the reset's kind of cool. I don't watch basketball. Me neither, but I sounded convincing, right? I sounded you really like did. I, I was, I was very impressed. Like you knew your thing. I'm like, I know about balls going in baskets and people running across lines. I'm an expert. Well, I only know about balls. Yeah. I don't know about basketball. <laughs> I don't know about anything. I just bullshit my entire <laughs> way through this. <laughs> I like butchered your name while I was reading it on the intro for the listeners. I like, I was really literally reading off my script and said fucking Linda instead of Lisa. And I was so embarrassed to myself. I'm almost like, I was like, just for the viewers to know how stupid I actually am and how awesome this, uh, how awesome Lisa is to deal with somebody like me. Oh, come on. No, I know. I'm like, I know you're Dave, but I said it stupid. I was like, like, I was so dumb. Like, you're putting yourself down again. Well, it's just only to build you up. That's so everybody deletes me off social media and follows you. That's what they should delete me oh. immediately from Instagram, Twitter, anything, and add Lisa immediately. <laughs> <laughs> you only follow so many people you don't look cool. Make sure you follow Lisa instead of me. Because uh. if you follow more than 200 people, you're losers. Is that the game? Like, I, I follow way more than that, but, like, I think everybody like, is on that on Twitter. They're like, like, if you follow more than 20 people, like, you're not narcissistic enough to be cool in American society. Yeah. I'm very, I'm not on social media very often, to be honest with you. Uh, I have a social media manager. Her name's Caitlin and she does all my, my posting for me. I mean, I'll send her content, but then she does the captions and the, you know, unless it's a real personal post, like the one I posted recently about my, my breakup. I don't know if you saw that one. Yeah. You're with a man for like seven years or something. I got it for like seven years. Eight years. Eight years. Okay. Yeah. I almost had it. I was, I was all so close again, like to the actual answer. Yeah. We were together for eight years. And then um, I recently lost my mom to COVID oh, on April 23rd. Well, God bless you. That's insane. Yeah. She was in a nursing home for Alzheimer's and she, the nursing home, the virus got in and took 19 people. Oh my God. That's so fucked up. Like, sorry to hear that. I couldn't imagine dealing with my mom's death. I, 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 God bless you. That's crazy. That's so crazy. Well, that's because Brenda is so special. Yeah. She's death proof for another couple of years. <laughs> we all are. That's crazy. So what, how do uh, so I guess like, uh, what happened to your relationship? That's not too, too prying. So I guess. What happened was, uh, I was grieving oh, yeah. the loss of my mother and getting a little I'm not gonna say manic because manic is when you're almost bordering on psychosis and you need to be hospitalized and manic's okay. more for no reason you have an actual reason to grieve like yeah. so I was grieving and having a lot of emotional mood swings up and down and up and down and very sad sometimes and then really okay sometimes and in acceptance the five stages of grief you know yeah yeah and my boyfriend couldn't take it so he left Oh my God. I'm sorry to hear After that. After eight years, he said, this is getting too hard. And I said, we've been together eight years. You know how much bullshit I've been through with you? Right. Which I, I'm not going to go into, but 
and I have one episode of like uh, loss that triggers mood swings. And he, he said it was just getting too hard and he left. That's crazy. So he couldn't even, like, when you actually need him, that's crazy. Well, do you want to read one of his credit cards across for the viewers to use one of his credit cards? <laughs> he, he doesn't have any credit cards. He's got debt, though. Oh. If, you want to, if you want his social security number, you can inherit his debt. <laughs> well, sounds like sounds like you actually gained something off this. If, like, <laughs> that was the problem. Uh, no, it was actually the universe, God doing for me what I couldn't do for myself. He was actually kind of bringing me down because he's like a depressed guy. And yeah. I'm not, and I'm like a happy, go lucky, fun, outgoing person. He's an introvert and he's very passive and we just want to match. Yeah. Everyone's kind of leveling up and like, uh, there's a lot of, there's a lot of good, there's a lot of bad happening like immediately and then a lot of good coming long-term. It seems like everybody's really like stepping their game up, but they're not fighting it. Like everybody's kind of like leveling up right now. I feel like, like anybody, anybody I know they're like buying houses or like every, that's just an example. Everybody's doing what they want to do to level up right now. It's really weird. They are. And people, notice that too? a lot of breakups are happening. A lot of people are moving to where they always wanted to live. They're changing careers to do what they've always wanted to do. They're having to do some deep soul searching and figure out who they are. Right? No, I agree. I think that's important. And I think like I'm watching it happen for everybody I know. And like some people are fighting it a little bit, but the people that are just going with it are really just kind of like going the right place. I mean, and this, I feel like we're in this hard transition right now, like just with the world, it seems like, like internationally speaking, it just seems like everybody's kind of going through the last bullshit they have to, and then just going to their actual place they want to be, you know, in their life and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So there are a lot of positives that are coming out of this. The, the planet is healing a little bit. You're seeing yeah, yeah. dolphins are swimming in the Venice canals again. Yeah, yeah. Sea turtles are laying their eggs on the shore. Jesus uh, is probably coming back soon. Yeah, yeah. I hope so. <laughs> I, <don't. laughs> I like to meet him. Me too. Me too. I just like, sorry for my last 34 years of life, but it's full of pleasure <laughs> to meet you. <laughs> he seems like a really cool guy. Probably bipolar. Yeah, probably the only Christian. Like ever. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's so funny. It would be a pleasure to meet Jesus for sure. Oh, but anyway, I feel like they're outside of like sarcasm stuff. Like I do think like it is that I think it is that time right now. It's a really interesting like kind of time. I'm watching everybody kind of level up go to the next. And, and there are some growing pains, some huge growing pains. From, like I mean, I, but but it's just like I I feel it though. It's I feel the good coming around the corner. It's weird. I just Me feel too. it. I do feel people are resisting it too, though. So that which yeah. we resist persists, right? And right. those people are really struggling and a lot of people are spiraling into fear, but you can choose one of two paths. You can choose to be afraid or you can choose to expand. Well, exactly. And it's like, what does being scared do really? I, I, I mean, like I, I, like, I feel like being scared is not going to save your life. It may make you more cautious somewhat, but it's just like, I, I'd, re I'd rather just run with it, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Just, you know, go for it. Cause we only have one life or maybe we have 50 who knows, but we have at least one life on this three dimensional plane right now, right here. I want to realize my potential on while I'm here. So I don't want to be held back by anybody or anything. And I just want to go for everything and be the watch, most I can be. Watch you get on a sitcom like right, like, like within like a month or two. You think I don't even want to do that anymore. Oh, you're like, this was my old dream. This dream sucks now. Yeah, it's an old <laughs> dream. You know, I don't want to say someone else's words. Yeah, you're like, I don't I, even... Oh, that's real. You know, if I'm going to be a, on a show, I want it to be the one I created. 
No, that's a good point, actually. I, you're like, you're like, my dreams have evolved. I don't want this bullshit sitcom job. Yeah, exactly. No, so, there's a lot of good shows out there. If The Office was still on the air, that's a show I'd, I would do a walk on. I would do extra work for that show. That's like my favorite show of all time besides Golden Girls. Golden Girls is a hit. It's a hit. Mm-hmm. I always just want to say that books are better to everything. Whenever someone's like, I like this show or movie, I'm like, I just have to like have that cheesy 80, like old joke or I just want to be like, the book's better. <laughs> I don't know. I just feel like I'm supposed to say that to everything. But Golden Girls is a big show. I can't believe like Betty White's still alive. That's crazy. I know. Isn't that great? Is that good for her? It's like she's a vampire, probably. Yeah. Something. Something going on. Yeah, it's good for her. Yeah. I hope I have half of that lifespan. <laughs> like Jesus. And that and that great career. Oh she's- yeah. Don't rub that in. Don't I don't want to compare myself to that right now. I'll just I'll I'll end up with bipolar disorder. <laughs> I'm just joking. <laughs> That's awesome. So, uh, who are some of your favorite comedians? If that's not too cheesy of an answer or question, um, who are they now? Yeah, like name your favorite one now. They could be past living, whatever. They could be dead alive. Prob- probably Molly Shannon. She's one of my closest friends as well. You know but, Molly Shannon? Yeah, she's one of my good friends. That's awesome. Yeah, and she when I met her because I went to her show. This was in the early nineties. She did a show called The Robin Molly Show. It was like a two-person show. And it was the funniest thing I'd ever... She did Mary Catherine Gallagher and Sally O'Malley. And she did all those characters that she did on SNL. She did those characters in this show. And I was like, this is the funniest woman I've ever seen in my life. I need to meet her. So I went up to her and I said, I love you and let's have coffee. And then we became friends. That's a great, that's a great story, actually. That's, that's cool. So is she funnier in real life? I assume she is. She's funny oh, on stage. So but I, like she, funny. I had a feeling she'd be funnier in real life because she seems funny on stage, but I feel like she'd just be like hilarious as a person. Oh, she's so fun to hang out with. She's a blast and she's a really good person. That's awesome. Like the world yeah. needs more of those people. Yeah. She's not a narcissist by any stretch of the imagination. She's a mom. She, her kids are her world. And she's just down to earth and real and giving and generous and loving and present and available. She's a great friend. That's awesome. Um, before we talk for nine more hours, I feel like I could just keep this podcast going forever. It's like, you, I seem like reviving, but do you want to throw out any social media or any way people could find you and uh, just kind of promote yourself a little bit to where everyone can just fo- uh, unfollow me and follow you on social media? <laughs> well, don't unfollow Anthony, but follow us both at I'm at pretty funny women on Instagram at pretty funny women on Twitter. I'm Lisa a Sunstead. Anne is my middle name, Lisa a Sunstead, but I don't spend much time on Twitter. So it wouldn't really matter, but Instagram's my platform. I think when I love Facebook too, I really love Facebook uh, because that's my generation, you know, but Lisa Sunstead on Facebook. That's awesome. Well, thanks for coming on. We'll probably have to have you on again because I I went pretty well. And like, uh, good luck in your future. And I hope you accomplish all your dreams. Oh, you're so wonderful. Thank you so much for having me. You're a blast. No, you too.